Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Video Games Now podcast. And this is episode 22. My name's Rodney and uh, joined by... My Skype account is uh, Will. Hello. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And uh, Brooks as well is joining us. Hey, folks. How you doing? And uh, Mark will join us later. He's, you know, doing adult stuff and buying groceries or whatever whatever he does in his spare time. Uh, so he'll probably join us halfway through the podcast, but uh, it's getting late here, so we wanted to get something out there. So today we're going to talk about State of Decay 2, which was released, uh, I think, last week, right, Will? Something, something like that? Uh, no, it was released... Uh, Two days ago. Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm up with the news right now. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Will, Brooks, and Mark have all played it uh, pretty much, you know, like a couple, good couple of hours, three, four hours, maybe even more in the case of Will and Mark. But uh, I haven't played it yet. I haven't downloaded it. I'm going to play it this weekend. And I just bought a uh, capture card for my computer, so we'll be streaming that and uh, putting some stuff on our YouTube page. It's going to be sweet. And uh, a little bit later in the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And Battlefield 5, the details are released yesterday by uh, DICE in terms of what the game's going to be about, the game modes, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll finish with, uh, or maybe we'll even talk about Fortnite uh, in a little bit before all that. Uh, the uh, plans that Epic Games has to uh, revive, not revive, it's like booming, literally booming. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about all that and that's all coming up right now. All right, boys, let's talk about State of Decay 2. So you guys, uh, Brooks, how many hours have you played State of Decay 2 now? You started yesterday, right? Probably too many to admit. I've probably got about uh, eight hours in the game now. Um, I'm, I'm on day eight in my playthrough. Day eight. That's cool. Uh, and then uh, what's your name? Will. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you've played way more than that, I'm sure, because you've been playing basically since it got released. Not entirely. I'm only on day nine, so I think I'm about ten hours, maybe nine and a half, somewhere around there. So, how does the day system work? Like, is it is it pretty well real time or no? Um, it's, no, I, I it's believe not the real. Day night cycles are thirty minutes, so thirty minutes of night, thirty minutes of day. So it's an hour per day, as far as I know. Okay, that's not too bad. 
It's actually fairly long too, because the night the nights in this game are so dark that they feel like an eternity. Is so it, any longer than that would be ridiculous. Is it like Sea of Thieves dark bad? Like is the 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 when yeah. it's night yeah, when it's nighttime in Sea of Thieves you can't see a bloody thing. Yeah, but they've, it's, it's, I, you can't see shit. They've <laughs> added uh, gamma controls though, so once it's uh becomes nighttime I just uh crank the gamma is as full as I can and it kinda gives it a glare uh, like a, a light glare so I can see in the dark. Sorry, is that for Sea of Thieves or for State of Decay? State of Decay. Oh okay. Uh, sea of Thieves needs that feature. Oh yeah, totally. One thing I'm really liking about uh State of Decay nighttime so far though is that uh when you're sneaking through the darkness and you just see a glowing pair of red eyes in the darkness, it's really, really terrifying. Yeah, I bet. Is it like zombie you terrifying or is it like a new I'd say it's scarier than that i mean i, I mean it's, well not scary it's just tense though because of the permadeath factor the game just feels really tense at all time knowing that your character could just get ripped in half and that's it <laughs> right um oh yeah and we wanted to mention we try to keep this podcast as clean as possible but it's really 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 hard for us because we have sailor mouths off the air um literally like dropping f-bombs like they're candy and um yeah so we probably will not drop as many f-bombs as we normally would in real life but there might be one or two that might pop out every once in a while especially coming up to e3 when something cool gets released we'll be like "Mm." so um but uh there's gonna be a lot of uh shit and a lot of ass on the podcast not in that order you can't expect too much from us we all work in film yeah oh man film people have the most vulgar vocabulary ever my uh, my boss particularly you would never expect that to come out of a woman's mouth but it's it's some vulgar stuff anyways so, will will what do you think is the is the best part about state of decay 2 so far um and i guess just to backtrack a little bit did you play the first one yes i did i didn't play as much as i should have i i have a bad habit especially of when games come out is i'll play a game and then another game will come out and I'll kind of put that the previous one on the shelf and keep moving forward. Uh, basically, with this holiday, I've managed to catch up and get my uh, game catalog down. But I know once we go back to work in about a week or so, it's going to be the same thing this year. E3 is coming, more games on the way. I'm going to start a game, put it down, start another one, and it'll take me a while to go back to it. So I, I missed State of Decay uh, 1. I only played maybe a week of it. Um, I remember playing State of Decay um, when it came out back in 2013 when I was waiting for Grand Theft Auto to release. It was the summer leading up to Grand Theft Auto V's release. And then I read about this $10 budget title that was apparently one of the most hardcore zombie games. Gave it a try, and I probably put in at least 200 hours into that game. And I loved it. Um, what do you think your, what are your first impressions of uh, State of Decay 2? Uh, so far, I'm really liking it. Uh, it, it's, it's super challenging. Like you can get frustrated. It, you do need your friends in this game. That's one of the big things. So the multiplayer aspect is something that uh, really makes the game strive. But I don't know. I, I I'm hoping later on maybe I don't know how this game will really work. But I want like DLC, more content, and uh, stuff like that in the long run. What about you? Well, um. So far, I love the game. Um, I, I, basically, it's State of Decay, uh, bigger, better. Essentially, it's it's very similar to the first one. Sometimes I'm playing the second one, and I'm like, hmm, why am I playing State of Decay one? I can't like you can't even tell that it's that it's a sequel because it's so similar to the original. 
I've heard but that at the same too. time they have expanded on, on in a lot of ways yeah I've heard that too I haven't I didn't play one either so I just heard will like raving about state of decay 2 for the last like month so I thought <laughs> I'd pick it up and play it but uh, yeah I've heard from a lot of uh, sources that it's like state of decay 1.5 I mean basically the the new the biggest new addition to this one is the uh, is the co-op and uh, like like will was saying I think it adds a whole other element to the game because basically when you have someone else watching your back it not only makes the game easier but you, you can also collect more stuff because you have another person who can carry more inventory and they can carry more rucksacks back to the base and that's sort of what the most fun that I've had so far is in co-op so don't forget drive another vehicle and crash and blow them up like we uh, like we did tonight <laughs> in Mark's game we destroyed three of his vehicles <laughs> Yeah, so it didn't go very well for Mark. So now my question for co-op is, uh, so you have to, I know you have to jump into what, whoever the host player's world is. So when you're helping this host player improve his base, do you get any of the benefits back in your world and your ho and your, um, your home base? So yes and no, it kind of works in a weird way. When the host, when you join the host's uh, game, you're there to assist them. So your primary goal is to help them get supplies and build up their community. So any like any uh, resources, the go to the host's uh, base. So if we find a rucksack of medical supplies, a rucksack of ammunition, or building materials, food, etc., that all goes to the host community. But for example, say I pick up a gun, or a backpack, or something like that, or any consumable items, you can keep those. Right, and then your character does your character level up like an RPG or? Yeah, there are some light RPG elements, but it's basically you have cardio wits um fighting shooting skills and then the more you use them the more those level up based on one two i think eight stars so, okay so the so, more you use a skill the the more stars you get and then once you once you max out the stars you can specialize and you can get perks and stuff like that special abilities special weapons that sort of, or uh, movesets that sort of thing got it and obviously you retain that when you go back to your own world right Yep, you get yep. to bring you get to bring all the experience with you and all the stuff you've learned. So when I start playing on on Saturday with Will, he's just gonna come into my world and just like tank for me because he's leveled like ninety nine because he's played for so long. <laughs> Pretty much. That's awesome. Good. Well, uh, the thing is though is that if you because when you join someone else's game, um, you use your own community survivors in their game. So the fact this game has permadeath can make it that if you die in your buddy's world, you will lose your character. So if you go back to your world, the character, the character that died in, in Will's game, for example, will have be, will, will be gone when I go back to my world. All right, now I think Will, just knowing that now, Will's definitely not going to sacrifice his level ninety nine, you know, Alter Orc or whatever the hell he is. Um, in my world. I'm not. I don't have like a significant guy. I'm trying to work on all of them. Uh, I button because uh, you have to have uh, some of the guys will have um, four traits so they have a fifth trait they can learn so to help your community get better you kind of want to teach them things so like I have um, uh, what is it called a utilities expert I have a black not a blacksmith I have a craftsman I have a gardener I have um, a computer expert stuff like that so all my characters I'm literally uh, leveling together so I'm not too worried about taking someone into another person's game because I'm going to level them anyways gotcha this game sounds like a lot of fun um, 
and then for the bill for the community aspect in terms of your like home base do you get to decide what becomes your home base like you just choose a random building you're like oh this looks cool i like this building so, so basically there's preset um locations where you can make your home base i think there's so there's three maps that you can choose from when you start the game i think each map has about five or six home base areas that you can turn into a base and then the game kind of takes on like once you set up a base it's not all just about survival and exploration and looting there's a there's a really in-depth uh, base management slash base creating uh system that they have going on so you can build up workspaces in your community in your base so there'll be a workspace where you can build a, a garden or you can build a workshop or an infirmary or a lounge where your characters can relax and stuff like that and then you have to manage your resources and build those upgrades and kind of build your own base what you want lounge area that just threw me off why would you want to yeah. lounge during a zombie apocalypse like shouldn't you, you be have like to finding food morale in this game so basically there's like food uh medical supplies well, the food doesn't get delivered your... via, like, skip the dishes. It's a zombie apocalypse. No, so you have to go out yeah. and find it and so, then manage your uh, resources. Yeah, but there's also a stat called morale. So if your morale gets too low, your survivors might just abandon and say, like, screw this, I'm leaving. And they might take a share of your ammunition and food and just dip. Oh, and then you can go kill them and get it back? Well, theoretically, yeah. I haven't ran into that yet. I did have some survivors steal some of my stuff, and I had to go uh, Rick Grimes their ass to get my stuff back. <laughs> You're right a on. warlord. I'm a sheriff. He plays bad. I play good. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. If my base, basically my motto, which I'll spray paint onto the wall if I can, is uh, if you don't work, you don't get fed. So if you're going to lounge in the lounge area, you can uh, GTFO. Yeah, and, and that's and, one of the cool things about the game, too, is there's over, I think the developers were saying, there's over 1,200 different traits that characters can randomly have. So, for example, I have a character named Sam, and she's uh, she watched a lot of gardening TV shows before the apocalypse, so she has a high gardening skill. She's also very, uh, she was very cleanly, so she has a high resistance to infection, but she's also <laughs> very nosy and confrontational, so she pisses a lot of other survivors off. Cool. So... Yeah, there's always going to be trade-offs. Not there's, You'll never find the perfect character. They always have one flaw. Like, one girl I had was an expert carpenter, but she had really bad breath, so it pissed off other survivors. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> she had bad breath, and they don't have any Tic Tacs anymore. All the zombies ate them. Apparently all the mouthwash is gone. Yeah. I, have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have one guy. His name's Reza. He likes to um, blow, thi uh, blow things up. He's confrontational. He's uh, he likes to read, but he uh, loves to fight. Right, loves to fight. Well, that's good. You take sorry. Go ahead. And characters are all randomly generated too. It's all random gen. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. This game sounds like a lot of fun. I'm um, excited to play it, and uh, I wish Mark was here to share share his stories. Marco, Mark's. Pro I'm sure Mark gets mad at uh, you know everything in that game because it's probably really hard. Um, and that seems to be Mark's default is when it when it gets he hard, start yelling. Getting yeah, he was getting very frustrated. But um, Brooks and his friend jumped into his game, gave him a big head start, and then I jumped in later on, and we kind of got Mark uh, to the point now where his guys don't feel like they're going to commit suicide. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Uh, the good thing about sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we should move on to uh, and talk about uh, we'll talk about the Fortnite um, update. But uh, finish your story, Brooks, before we do that. Oh, I was just going to say it's it's sort of. Sort of a, it's sort of like a make your own adventure kind of game so it's it's a lot more fun when you're with friends 
Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, Will, Will, I basically booked him all weekend, so he's gonna be playing video games with me. And like I said, uh, oh, um, I was gonna say, like I said last uh, last uh, podcast, but it wasn't the last podcast. I didn't say it at all. Anyways, yeah, uh, my fiance is going away for the weekend, and she's like, I'm turning my phone off. I'm like, that's, I'm okay with this. And then I just called Will and was like, Will, we're playing games all weekend. We're not sleeping. And he's like, all right. <laughs> So, so yeah, that'll be fun. Anyways, uh, so let's gonna uh, hit the grocery store tomorrow and get lots of energy drinks and some fresh coffee. Oh man, I'm on, I'm on a diet. I can't have energy drinks like a, a commoner. Um, actually, I don't like energy drinks. They just make me feel gross. You, do you remember those ones we bought at uh, PAX last year? I, I, I got to buy more of those. I can't remember the name, but uh, I got to give a shout out to them uh, in the future because I want to, uh, that would be cool to get a sponsorship. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember drinking Duff, like from The Simpsons, and being yeah. super disappointed that it was just like Orange Crush in a Duff can. <laughs> yeah, the one I bought you from the, the games game store but no remember uh they were giving away those samples and there's like mystery flavor stuff like that yeah and i bought like two cases and they gave us a free a couple free packages and we had them like every day yeah those are actually really good because they don't make you crash can't be good for your heart oh yeah i know it's literally says right on the can don't mix with alcohol and then bars yeah. and clubs are like oh yeah boo, Jager bombs, boo. um but anyway so moving on to fortnite uh so they released a little thing in my bobber today and uh, it's called state of development version 5 they got uh, quite a few improvements coming out for Fortnite, and we're a little excited at some of these. We'll just uh, list a couple off. We'll talk about um, the controller. They're going to be doing a little bit uh, of a uh, uh, thing with the con- with uh, controller remapping. They're improving Builder Pro, um, turbo building improvements, uh, auto aim assist, custom bindings, all that kind of stuff. They're they're uh, updating it. So uh, with the Builder Pro improvements, this actually makes me happy because um, I've definitely noticed some issues with the Builder Pro mode, which is um, obviously my favorite controller mode because it just you don't have to think about you know what uh, material you're on or what if you're on stairs or if you're on a roof or any of that kind of stuff like you do in the in the default mode you can just literally push b and then pull right trigger and you got a wall and you know it really helps especially when you're playing against pc players to instantly build the wall um and have that hot keyed pretty much right away so uh, anyways they're making some um some improvements. It says, we heard your feedback about Builder Pro feeling inconsistent. Sometimes after quickly switching to a building piece, it would not place when you push the button. Similarly, turbo building could force you to let go and repress the start build again, making it unreliable. We fixed these issues and Builder Pro should feel consistent, which is excellent. Um, so, uh, Will, do you, you play on Builder Pro, don't you? I use Builder Pro and that was one of the problems I had is if I started building like a fort or something around me, sometimes if I was too fast, it would uh, stop the building and then I'd have to restart and go into and build again. But by that time, I'm usually like one shot by a pump or something. Yeah, um, we've had a couple back-to-back like really shitty nights on Fortnite. Like we literally hit the ground and we're dead. Um, And then we just basically watch uh, Brandon BJCMS like carry our team literally, literally all three of us are dead and he's just carrying our team and we get second we're like yeah we, we got second <laughs> yeah you know like every game we played last night we got second or third like every and, time but we were always like pretty much dead and he played for like 10 minutes with us watching him yeah and then i just got <laughs> fed up with like i'm not gonna get better being dead so i just went and played some solos and still died like right away so, yeah i had some I, there, I, the other night i played really really well like uh a week ago or so but yeah since then i've just been going downhill and i've been switching back and forth between controller and uh, mouse and keyboard but getting better with the mouse and keyboard part um brooks do you play uh you play fortnite we haven't played with you yet oh yeah i've played quite a bit of fortnite 
fork knife. Good. <laughs> that's like that's the that's the discount version, right? That's the made by EA. Oh yeah. Value you know, Village. Yeah, yeah, I played a good amount of Fortnite, but uh, I haven't gotten the building quite down yet. I'm more of a PUBG guy myself, so Fortnite I always get owned as soon as the building battles come down. So that's where I maybe die. This, uh, maybe the builder pro mode might help me. You know, with the hockey's and stuff like that. Yeah, because what it what it does is, um, you, do you play on Xbox or PS or PC? Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. So. Um, with the Xbox controller, you push B to activate the building mode, and then right trigger's wall, left trigger, I believe, is... Oh, left trigger's stairs, and then uh, right bumper is uh, platform, and left bumper is roof. So, like, all four different kinds of things are assigned to those keys, and you just gotta push it twice. So, if uh, you push B and then trigger twice, and then you have an instant wall. So, that's really, think, really helpful. I feel like this update is catered more towards the hardcore Fortnite players who are gonna get a lot more mileage out of this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I definitely, that was definitely needed, the build to pro mode for the console players, especially when you play against PC and they have like a million buttons on their mouse and they just own you in terms of building. So, yeah. but... Uh, I feel bad for the mobile players. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure the mobile version itself feels bad for the mobile players. It's like, we're just setting people up to fail. Uh, but, I mean, you know what, if you, get, if you can't get enough Fortnite, if you're working all the time or whatever, then yeah, sure, you know, throw on the mobile game, but I don't know. I would not want to be a mobile player playing against a PC player. It'd just be super frustrating. No, you get wrecked. Yeah, you get rickety wrecked. All right, another thing on the controller. So, uh, aim assist uh, says here on uh, Epic's website: when playing with the controller and using edit mode to modify your buildings, aim assist will kick in and pull your crosshairs towards the closest square. And it will also try to confine your aim to the building pieces you're editing. We've heard some of the players find this feature uncomfortable to play with, so you'll be able to toggle edit mode aim assist off in the V point. Four three up or sorry V four point three update, so that's cool. Um, so uh, you, you know what they mean by that, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Like when you, okay. yeah, they got the little nine or three by three square of editing in the um, when you're editing a wall or something. Yeah, like when you're trying to build like a, a door or something, yeah. it'll like instead of building two squares, it'll go right back to the first one. I've had that happen in the middle, and instead of making me a door, it'll make me a window. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay, so, uh, and then they got uh, limited time modes and uh, so a couple of items. So, obviously, this one's done now, but it's Solo Showdown, which I, you know what, I did pretty good in Solo Showdown, but I think um, all the good players were playing in Solo, like, just regular Solo, and then, like, people were like, I want to see how good I am, but they're not that good, went to the Solo Showdown, because I, I got pretty far every time, and I wasn't trying that hard, I guess. I don't know, it's hard to explain. I I enjoyed Solid Gold. That was pretty fun. I haven't tried their Blitz mode. I can't, I'm, I want to try that. I've heard good things. The Blitz mode. Um, what's actually what's that? I haven't seen that on the on the uh, what do you call it? The um, the game mode selection. I just seen the solo duo. Um, it's one of those limited one uh, time ones that's there for like a week and then it disappears. Oh, I see. Okay, um, and then they added the jetpack, which is freaking awesome, by the way. I got I got some sick kills the other night with the jetpack, where someone's like, you know, building a building something, and they ha and they have their back towards the cliffside, and I just like rocket up the cliffside, pump them in the back, and they're done. Um, or, or I had a question though, quickly about uh, about Fortnite. Is it still the case where you can't switch weapons left on the D-pad? You have to scroll through your entire inventory no, to go back to the right. No, on Builder Pro mode, it's. Um, uh, they kind of merge Builder Pro and Combat Pro together, so you just have to, when you're in combat mode and not building mode, you just hit the uh, the bumpers, and then it cycles through the weapons, whatever direct, oh, whatever. Beautiful. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. So, 
um, I'm finding I'm playing on like I said mouse and keyboard and the one thing that really bothers me about mouse and keyboard is um, there's no button that like toggles between build builder mode and combat mode like you have to go in and physically like figure something out on your own so what I've done is I've just assigned one key to, to take me back to my pickaxe when I'm in building mode and then I have my left mouse button um, it takes me to building mode and it takes me to the wall piece so I can build the wall really quick when I'm getting attacked but yeah like to, to switch back to weapons what they wanted you to do was push whatever number um, on the on the keyboard to get to whatever the hell weapon it is right but I, I don't know I, then I'd have to like look at the keyboard push a button and then I'm taking my eyes off the screen I don't know I'm not a I'm not a seasoned PC player so like that to me feels wrong um, but you know if you play PC your whole life I'm sure it's like oh four yeah blue it's right there like <laughs> so anyways they have uh, a new little mode coming out called playground and um, it's basically like practice mode which is what they needed four updates ago really because you know you can't practice when you're dead like I said earlier so um, so it says uh, battle and play to your heart's content with an extended period of time roam around the map as well as increased resource generation all treasure chests and ammo crates will be spawned try dropping in different spots and scoping out the loot friendly fires on so you can scrimmage with your squad and up to four friends per match but uh, fear not because you can respawn immediately oh and loads of llamas I found my first llama like a couple weeks ago and I was like what is this thing oh my god lots of materials you know, you know my first from the campaign yeah <laughs> You know my first thought here though, the friendly fire with the scrimmage, Rodney? It's gonna be like two versus one. You and me versus Brandon. That's the only way we'll get better. Two versus <laughs> one, it's gonna be three versus one. It's gonna be me, you, Brian, and uh, against Brandon. And then Maybe Brandon's Mark. gonna kill us Brian's all. Brian's gotten pretty good too. Well, yeah, Brian's pretty good. He's really good at sniping. He gets like 200 meter snipes like all day long, but <clears throat> yeah. I feel like this is a good way for new players to get into the game and make it more accessible though Because if you like if you drop in and you get owned immediately, you really have no time to learn There's no learning yeah. curve at all. You either pick it up or you don't. The only learning time and practice time you have is when you're in the queuing area But there's so many players online right now that you don't even you have like 10 seconds before you're you load into the queue area and then load into the match you know so you don't yeah. really you literally have enough time to find a weapon and turn around and shoot someone like once and it's like not enough time let alone like, like find materials and then build something right rodney how long did you last every time we dropped in on um what was it yesterday uh, 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 uh oh it was uh snobby, snobby <laughs> um i did okay i got one really cool kill but it was because i had a jetpack um, but other than that, no, I, I didn't last that's too long. That's literally what I mean, right? Like you jump in, you drop in, and usually you die. <laughs> yeah, usually. It, but you know what? I do okay. Okay, no, I say I do okay at Tilted Towers, but that's a goddamn lie. Um, I drop in Tilted Towers, I get whatever weapons there, I kill one person who ha has their back turned to me or doesn't have a weapon, and then I get owned, like right away. So, yeah. We've cl I've cleared Tilted Towers like maybe twice in my whole Fortnite career and I've usually had a helper like Mark or Brandon or somebody. Yeah, it's the same thing with me. Um, remember yesterday though when we did Tilted, Brian respawned like you and I both twice plus an, um, Brandon. So we oh, had like yeah. five respawns just on that like yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, Brian, uh, Brian was playing medic like the whole game. Well, the whole like two minutes that we were alive. But um, yeah, I just seem to follow Will, and just bad things happen. So I'm just gonna stop following you, Will. 
You didn't follow me. You dropped through the floor, oh, yeah, and then yeah. I died, and then you're just standing there, and I was like, hey, there's a person to your right. You just start, like, looking out the door. I did not I hear like, that. Okay. I did not hear that. No, I, I dropped. I heard him set a trap down below, so I, I broke through the floor, and then I saw you there, and then you're, like, down and dying, and then I went to revive you. Did I hit the trap? I did. I hit the trap. And, uh, oh no, I didn't hit the trap. I just got killed no, by the other she, guy. Uh, she uh, got you with the shotgun, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like five feet away. Like, I'm surprised you didn't see her. Yeah. Well, she was crouched so well. And, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. We got uh, some performance updates. Um, that, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna increase some performance on some things, which is extra cool. We got uh, tracking, um, hitches in the wild. So. It says, uh, in the version 4.1 update, we issued a hotfix to address some long hitches, but uh, we're still seeing reports of these hitches in our data, and we've added additional logging and diagnostics to help us track down the issue. This can cause the game to freeze when you're, uh, when you're use, when you use in the in-game feedback report feature allows us to diagnose the issue. So I think what they're talking about hitches is that like when your game like glitches out and freezes for a second. It's also like, say, I've had this as uh, I thought I saw someone, but it was just something loading in in the distance and it ha it didn't load in properly, right. like a tree or something. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. That, That's a hitch. I always, there's like one little black speck on my computer monitor. I'm like, oh, I think I see somebody, especially when I'm dropping yeah. in from the bus. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just a black speck on my monitor that I should just get rid of that right now. <laughs> But uh, that's and, not a hitch. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of wiped off my computer screen um, and stopped sneezing. Um, so optimize load time. So they're definitely gonna. Uh, this is a big one. Yeah, we're gonna. We want you to get into the matches in as short a time as possible after you hit play. We've been working to improve file performance, ensuring cosmetics are loaded in time and reducing overall load times by optimizing order of assets in our patches. We reduce load times on console by 15 to 30 seconds in the V.35 update. Each major release, we get we regularly update the order of assets in order to keep load times down, which is awesome. Uh, next one, we got server performance. We recently boosted the server tick rate from 20 hertz to a solid 30 hertz, which is total French to me because I don't know what any of that means. Um, in the standard game modes, this um, this means the server is updating the game 50% faster than before. It's like it literally read my or heard my last comment about it's is all French to me, so it just like spelt it out. <laughs> but uh, this should improve responsiveness of your actions in the game. But we still have work to do. Fast and consistent server performance is extremely important to us, and we're still working hard at it. So our next goal is to ensure that a large team L uh, LTM like 50v50 are hitting 30 hertz for the entire match cool stuff um so yeah they're gonna also include uh or update uh, server position updates and client network updates as well so fortnite's gonna get faster and uh as it should because it has you know how many million players right now and uh what did you you said something earlier i can't remember if it was on the air or not will you said uh fortnite or sorry epic games made 300 million dollars in april yeah just on in april alone That's apparently crazy. i looked at the it was on a news thing i was like oh well that's some money <laughs> <laughs> So I here, probably gave them maybe 30, 40 bucks. So yeah, so we I got, guess if everyone gives them like 40, 50 dollars a piece, like you know, every time, you know, it adds up. Well, I mean, Brandon spends money every freaking day. I swear to God, on some new costume or new emote or dance or whatever. So. I, I want to, but the only one, uh, costume I want to buy right now. Well, actually, there's two. There's the um, the Hound, which is a legendary outfit, and then another legendary is the Reaper or the Reaver outfit. I want that and right. the Reaper Scythe. Right. All right, so there's two more sections here. Um, so the quality of life, which I 
going to read this hoping that it's going to extend my life in the game, but it's not. Um, so we got uh, challenge progression notifications, which is kind of huge because, you know, you're going into a match going, okay, I need to get two more kills in Snobby Shores. And then, did you get them? Or, or no, the bigger one is like chests in Wailing Woods right now. So seven, uh, search seven chests in Wailing Woods. So then you're on the outskirts of Wailing Woods and you get a chest and you're like, well, did that count? Was that in Wailing Woods? Or whatever, right? So now they're going to introduce uh, notifications to, um, to uh, let you know how you're doing with your challenges. Uh, next this is... one's going to also help out, though. Remember, see, uh, week four challenge, which is going on right now, is to get uh, open seven ammo crates in one game. Yeah, that's, that's it's a, really hard to keep track of how many you open unless you know you keep track of them in your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, <laughs> so um, we got uh, in-world markers. I actually, like you said earlier, Will, I didn't really ha have a problem with the markers right now either. I don't know if someone else has brought some sort of issue to the to the table or not, but. Um, it says marking positions on the map is a great way to communicate with your squad, but often the marker on the compass isn't enough to, to get you to your location. Oh, hang on. We got Mr. Mark. Oh, and he's got his phone turned to max vibration and... Oh, oh my... Turn that off right now. Right now. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey. There we go. Yeah, there we go. And I don't hear your phone vibrating. But back oh, to yeah. the waypoint thing, I think sometimes when you're trying to rally with your, uh, with your teammates, a visual thing on screen actually does help because I can't like you do have to take your eyes off the screen to check the compass sometimes so having something on screen actually might be good at least for a player like myself I was also thinking maybe that they also mean is the markers for your teammates without looking at the map because you know if you look at the map in game you could get killed maybe they're adding it to where you it'll show your uh, teammates on the compass a bit more accurately yeah, um, I don't know. I just don't think that we need any more markers on, or anything else on the screen. Um, besides, like, because you're already looking for people, and, and and like we read earlier, hitching or whatever. So like, things are loading in kind of late, and it looks like a person. So now they're gonna add in something else on the screen that you need to look out for. Like, you know, I, I just want to keep it clean, keep it how it is, and just so you can see any movement or any building or anything like that, and not have to worry about uh, anything else getting in the way of that. So, I agree. Yeah, so moving on here, victory royale screen. Getting a victory royale should be a memorable experience, and the victory screen should support that. We want to freshen up the celebration and make it a bit more rewarding. I've only gotten one win in my like whole career because I'm so bad. And Well, mind you, actually, I lived all the way to the end. I died in the last two seconds of the match, but that death got us the win because Brandon came in and killed the two dudes. So, you know. The thing is, I was like, it's it is supposed to be memorable. If you look at PUBG, PUBG has their little cute little chicken dinner thing, and then yeah. for a long time now, Fortnite's just had the boring victory victory royale banner banner on the bottom. So it's a good thing they spice it up, make it more memorable. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we also they're also updating the 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 map when you can zoom in on the map if you open the map and push trigger or push what a uh, whatever the other whatever the PC equivalent is. I can't remember. I think it's the wheel, scroll wheel. But um, yeah, you can zoom in on the map, but the uh, quality's kind of crappy. So um, they're uh, Resing that up, which is uh, really good. Uh, next, they got b better footsteps and vertical audio, which is awesome because I was I was complaining to Will actually. You know, you're on you're in Tilta Towers, you're in Big Bertha or Trump Tower, and you got uh, uh, you hear footsteps, and you're like, oh, they're right beside me. They're they're, they're coming down the stairs right now, but they're actually two floors above you. So yeah, that's that's good. 
And uh, next thing is they got uh, spectator UI improvements. So the spectator can now see the item inventory, ammo, crosshairs, building edits, compass, and markers. That's awesome because, uh, especially the compass, because, you know, you're watching your buddy and you see a guy to the right. You say, oh, there's a guy to your right, and then they spin all the way around, you know? <laughs> uh, sorry sorry to jump in on it. Can you, see now, can you now see the compass when the, you're spectating? Yes, that's what it's saying. Yes. But uh, I'm oh, not sure when this is awesome. all coming out yet, but... This is uh, the things they're planning for right now. Perfect. You know what I kind of was hoping to is I like the fact that now you can jump in to your friend's game and actually wait for them until they're actually done. But what I kind of would like is if I jump into your game and wait, I'm waiting for you. I'd like the fact that I could, I would like to spectate your game. Yeah. Especially when like your friends go in the distance, you're waiting for them. I'd rather jump it. Like you shouldn't be allowed to talk to them. Well, He's playing, but you should be allowed to spectate and watch and I, be like, oh, he's going the distance. Wait, I have a theory. I, the thing, right? I Some, think there is a spectator uh, thing. I know. I, th I have no, a, th not, I have a th not for when you jump into a game and you're waiting for your buddy. That's only when you're, like, playing. I was going to say, sometimes playing. You sure? I'm pretty sure there so is. You just want to watch. No, dude, there's not. No, okay, when I, I checked menu, I remember there was a thing to join game, and then it was when you were in a game, it said spec uh, request spectate. Hmm. Maybe over PSN, but not over, like, not when you, you join a lobby and you're waiting for your friend. I want to yeah. be able to be uh, an option to just spectate now or something like that. Right. Um, I, I have a theory as to why they don't do that, and that's solely to not, like, slow the game down for the people who are playing. Because if you're joining the game, it's bringing another person into the server, right? So. Sure. Because right away, so yeah, because right away, because when you first start, when the battle bus first starts moving and you have like all 100 players on the bus, the battle bus is kind of lagging just a little bit. Like if you, I'm sure you've noticed that it lags a little bit and then you oh. jump. And even when everyone's going to the actual map, like it's kind of a little bit laggy a, a little bit. But as soon as people start dying off and start leaving the server, it just cleans right up. So I, I think they don't want to bring anybody else into the server and have it affect the performance of the game for the, for the people who are actually playing. That, that's my theory. Yeah. I don't know how, how true that is or not. No, that's that's probably a pretty good theory because you can actually see, like, I don't know about you, Rod, you play on PC. Yeah. You can see your FPS drop when oh, yeah. you, like, go into Tilted or it, there's a lot of activity in oh, Tilted. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, 60 frames a second is the max, but, yeah, when I jump out of the bus, it just dips right down to 34. So... Anyways, uh, one last thing they're improving here is uh, the replay. So, in preparation for the Celebrity Pro aim at E3, we've been working hard to uh, hard at work to making some improvements to the replay system. We're developing a new. I have so much things in my throat. <coughs> Apparently, I haven't talked all day or something. Uh, we're developing a new camera feature that allows you to orbit around the point of your choosing, as well as having the camera automatically track the action for you by focusing on a group of players rather than just one person. We're also being we're also, we've also been refining the map uh, view and replays to add more functionality to the playlist and add bullet tra trajectories to the player markers on the map. Additionally, players' nameplates have been tweaked to avoid overlapping where possible. Finally, we've been uh, looking to improve a player uh, pl player outlines and adding an X-ray view for when players enter, enter buildings or actively building themselves, so that you can always have the best view of what's happening. That's cool. I like that. That's cool. That's really awesome. Especially when you get like, oh, how did I die? I was like behind this wall or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to also mention uh, the Keemsters uh, Fort Friday Night Fortnite tournament. It's going to be an everyday Fortnite uh, tournament. On uh, on Twitch, it's a with not a every day, every week. Every, every week, that's what I meant. Every Friday tournament that's going to be on uh, Twitch with nice. a ten thousand dollar prize pool. Awesome, sounds cool. 
All right, I th we've talked about Fortnite for quite a while. I think we should uh, jump into something else like... Well, we should go back to uh, State of Decay and get Mark's uh, input oh, on it because Mark. we've already covered our side. How's State oh, of Decay 2, yeah, Mark? I was wondering if you guys had talked about State of Decay yet. And uh, it's, it's a frustrating and beautiful game. <laughs> but, um, You're only saying yeah, that because you blew up three of your cars, Mark. Yeah, well... <laughs> And I had you guys help me with all those playing hearts, but yes. <laughs> and just, and it's it's tough, man. Like, if you're playing by yourself all the time and, like, you lose one of your heroes, it literally makes you want to not play the game anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I, I told, the, I said on the air that it's going to be uh, pretty exciting to play that game, but uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't want you guys to lose your character because I'm such a nub and I am, like, level one, you know, orc, oh, orc trainer worry, or yeah, something. I'll, I'll leave you in the dust, man. And a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. you just have to know what you can actually take on. Like, if you, you know, you you see like a plague heart uh, um, infestation, but you see like a horde walking by it as well, then be like, okay, well, let's wait for this horde to go by before we have like another eight zombies while we're trying to do this. But even the plague hearts, they're hard by yourself, man. They like spawn. Like, if it wasn't for you guys with me. You have one person that your AI and the AI is so bad in this game that they get overwhelmed and then it's you versus a play cart versus eight zombies, which is it's pretty tough. Is uh, ammo hard to find in this game? You can craft it and it, it is pretty easy to come by. Um, I mean, you, you don't have many uh, rounds in your chamber before you have to reload and then by that time, if there's eight zombies around you, you're hooped. It also depends on the caliber of the gun, too. Like, I have tons of 22 caliber ammo, but then I have very, very little 7.62 and 5.56 ammo. So, like, I can shoot off all the pea shooter rounds I want, but I only got two clips for the AK. Right. Cool. All right. Sorry, Mark. We already talked about State of K2. You missed out. Oh, hey, no worries. You missed hey, out, okay. buddy. All right. Anyways, uh, let's talk about uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for a little bit. Um, I actually... I'm a little bit mixed on the game only because of uh, the past ones I played. I picked up World War II having a little bit more expectations for it than than uh, I did for the past ones. But um, I don't know. Brooks, you were talking about it earlier. You watched the, the trailer. Did you watch the trailer for the multiplayer? And you... Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm about to shit all over this game. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to be completely honest, but I'm, I'm really disappointed in the route that Call of Duty's taken with this game. Uh, the fact that there's no single player at all, I think, is a damn shame. Because I think Black Ops had some of the best single player experiences in the whole Call of Duty genre. And now it seems like with this new Battle Royale kind of mode, it seems like they're just cashing in on all the hype of Fortnite and PUBG and all this stuff. But honestly, I think it's shameless. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Um, I, yeah, I think people are going to play... I think everyone who's playing PUBG will play Call of Duty, um, the Battle Royale mode. And then so PUBG will probably take a, a little bit of a hit from this. Because basically, you know, Call of Duty's been around since Christ was a child. So everyone's going to be like, oh, Call of Duty, but better royal. So they're going to jump on that right away. Yeah, and I, it, it also really worries me with all the with all the microtransactions. Yeah. And the loot crates and loot boxes and that sort of stuff. I just see this being a loot crate mess. Totally. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I did. On the upside, though, oh. the zombies look sweet. I mean, I'm gonna get that, that. I will say that. Yeah, I. I was just gonna su uh, say that I already pre-ordered the game just because of the zombie mode. But when I was watching this, you shared it on our Facebook. Though, but I watched the zombies trailer, and I'm, I thought I was watching like the trailer for like F Fable Five or something. You know what's funny? Zombie is, is almost like the unsung hero of Call of Duty, and it's like the one thing that's like literally keeping this franchise going. I know all my friends love zombies. They're just like buy the game just for that. Did any of you guys get Rainbow Six Siege vibes watching the multiplayer gameplay? Like when that guy busted out the shield and stuff like that? Like I, I just felt like it was it was it was trying to be Rainbow Six Siege. I think they're starting to realize that Call of Duty has lost a lot of its fan base and now the only people that keep playing it are pretty much the pro players and people that still enjoy the multiplayer aspect. But the game's become one of those games that you know you pick up and then you um, you trade in and the next week. Yeah. Unless you're good and you try and get competitive, because that's all it is. Is it's it's a competitive game. Mm hmm. Well, I uh, pre-ordered it, so um, I'm gonna get access to the private beta. So I I'm gonna try it out and see how it is. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be like every other Call of Duty multiplayer game. Uh, zombies will probably be cool, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss the campaign for sure because, and that, like you said, well, they're gonna lose a lot of their fans just because they got rid of the multiplayer, or, par like, or pardon me, the single player. They're boasting that it's like a huge battle. The battle royale map's gonna be big. I mean, it's not hard to make it a hundred times bigger than a Call of Duty map. The maps are tiny to begin with, and the one cool thing though is they are adding vehicles. So I don't know how that's going to turn out. Like, if you watch the trailer, there's a guy in a helicopter and there's a guy in a jet plane. So I don't know how a helicopter, an attack helicopter, and a jet plane are going to work in a battle royale kind of game mode. Oh, dude, it's, it's just like uh, Battlefield. It'll be the same concept. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't know how balanced that'll be, though, in a battle royale type scenario. Yeah. I mean, Battlefront's been doing it. Battlefield's been doing it. They all do that. I remember in Star Wars Battlefront, you can jump in an Ewok and I can pepper guys on the ground, and I get, like, 40 kills. Yeah. Um, so here's the description. It's called the, the Battle Royale mode is called Blackout, and it says, In Blackout, Black Ops comes to life in one massive Battle Royale experience, combining Black Ops' signature combat and the biggest, or, uh, and the biggest map in Call of Duty history. Plays fan-favorite characters and battle through the iconic settings from the Black Ops universe. This font is so small, I can't even read it. It's a it's a collision course to bringing together the worlds of Black Ops in an all-out survival and elimination experience featuring weapons, equipment, land, land, sea, and air vehicles, RCXDs, traps, and even zombies into the experience that is uniquely Black Ops. Alright, so it's just like one big Call of Duty salad. Like, basically, here's anything that was good in any of the, in the, uh, any of the Call of Duty games. And it's all in one game mode. And it's uh, Battle Royale, which is what everyone wants yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels to me like a desperate attempt to stay relevant. Maybe I'm a hater, but that's just me. I'm a hater too, but I pre-ordered it, so I'm going to give it a shot. So. Do, do you think any of these games, Battlefield or Call of Duty 4, have any shot of, like, especially in, like, the professional gaming, like, Fortnite's all the rage right now. Do you think any of this has a shot of, like, Maybe dethroning Fortnite a little bit, or at least hurting, hurting it. Uh, like I said in the last podcast, I think initially, as soon as Black Ops Four comes out, um, Fortnite will take a little bit of a hit. I think, like I said, PUBG will be hit the hardest because Call of Duty has the realistic graphics. It's something completely new ish. Um, so I think PUBG is going to take a big hit, but Fortnite will take you know a moderate hit for like 
a week, and then they'll be right back to where they were. I think everyone's going to realize that Call of Duty Black Ops 4, the uh, Blackout mode's kind of balls, and then they're going to go back to uh, Fortnite. Yeah. What do you guys uh, also think about, like, you know, now that Fortnite knows, like, everyone wants to be Fortnite. That's the thing. Is um, the rumors now is like Fortnite is going to introduce new new maps. Now I know in like a battle, like a I guess like a battle royale type game, having the same map over and over again can really hurt its credibility and its profits. What do you think? Do you think like Call of Duty, if they just have this one big massive map, like maybe like three times the size of uh, Fortnite's island or something? Well, I, I like that question, and I've thought of this uh, a lot too. Is I always get bored of like the same thing, like Battlefront. I got bored. Fortnite is kind of the one game that is always, even though it's the same map and it's the same game mode, they the Epic Games has done a great job of, of making this game stay relevant. Just like with its ever expanding like things to do in the world of uh, in the world of like of the map, like. It's um, it's been good, and I, I, I think the building aspect alone is what keeps everyone coming back and playing. So, I, I mean, I don't think people will get bored of Fortnite. But, but see, like in like Call of Duty now and in uh, PUBG, and I bet you there's going to be a ton, a lot more battle royal games announced in E3 in like two weeks. Is there's probably not going to be any building? Like, what make is going to make these games stand out? Oh, nothing. These games are going to flop. That's what I'm getting at is they're going to be good for a little bit like PUBG and then everyone's going to go back to Fortnite because uh, of the skill and like the fun and the challenge it, it is to take on another guy in Fortnite. Yeah, and now I'm just thinking about how Call of Duty is going to utilize the or sorry, is going to restrict the map like cuz on on um Fortnite, obviously, we got the circle, right? You got to go to the circle. The storm's closing in, all that jazz. So, how's Call of Duty going to tackle that? Or are they just going to leave? Storm. Yeah. Is it? Same. Or is it going to be? PUBG a f- uses it. Yeah. Is it going to be mean, like a fire storm, storm or something? Storm, or it's going to be a zombie swarm. I mean, they mentioned zombies in the mix too, so it could be a zombie swarm that circles in. And right. If you're outside the circle, you get a zombie horde attacking. Yeah, because they did, they need something because what's going to happen is they'll be like, oh, we have this huge gigantic map, and then everyone's just going to camp, and then the game will go on forever. So. Yeah, you have to have something bringing you into the circle. Yeah. Whether it be a storm or zombies. I think zombies would be interesting. That would be the one thing that can make it interesting. Again, though, I wouldn't put it past them just ripping off a storm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty. We rip on Call of Duty a lot on this podcast. But yeah, you I'm, know I'm just bitter about Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as Destiny. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Man. Don't get me started. Mentioning, you're mentioning <laughs> off the air. You're you're a little tilted that um, State of Decay 2 got a five on IGN, and he's like, "Well, these yeah. are the same guys that give Call of Duty every year a 10. It's, it's true. Though. I mean, they <laughs> did they did shit all over State of Decay 2, calling it unfinished, and they overlooked all the good aspects of the game, and they just tore up the graphical aspects. But it's again, not polished. No, but then again, they give the same Call of Duty games 9.5 every year, so I, I don't know about that. Well, yeah. yeah, it was 9.5 when it first came out, like, what, 10 years ago? Not 10 years ago, more than that. Going on, like, 12 years ago now. Yeah. 12, Can what we it, what also it, talk about the price, though? Like, State of Decay 2, for the normal edition, is only $39. What? 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a budget right. title. So you, so you could get slack. the collector's... Yeah, you could get the collector's edition for the price of a normal game, which has more content. But for $40, I think you're getting a ton of content that is worth it, the money. And, okay, so, and, and like... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Rob. No, sorry. What, what game was that for, Will? I kind of... I was doing sub-technical here. <laughs> State of Decay 2 is only oh, yeah, $40. Yeah. Well, it's free with Game Pass, too. Yeah, ten, right? so... Yeah, you can get it for $10, too, with gold. Yeah. So they're offering it very cheap now. It's definitely a bang for your buck, but, like, Microsoft did advertise this game as their new exclusive, and they pushed it out there on par with Sea of Thieves, though. It's backed by Microsoft, so... That's why that's why GameSpot was so hard on them because they said, "Oh, it's a big Microsoft title. We expect Microsoft polish." Is kind of their angle. But I mean, yeah. for a thirty dollars game, like, what other games are you gonna get for thirty bucks that are that good? Yeah, because exactly, people worry, are gonna spend ninety bucks on. With this game, is the fact that like, there's no really under like so far I haven't seen, and granted I'm not too far in, but so far I'm I'm like, is there an underlying story? Or is this just the same thing that you're doing? Is it like all this? This game kind of reminds me of like a Sim City thing where you're just trying to manage everything. It's supply run. It's supply run the game. That's what it is. Yeah, I've heard that too. But but the good part about the game is is like you got to get that last fucking part of my French. You got to get that last pop tart. You got to get that last. You got to get that last drool. And you're dying, and you're out of gas, and you're infected with blood plague, and you're just trying to get that last pop tart. I'm gonna I go mean, that's, out. That's the gameplay. Yeah, game. they're they're gonna go out in style, strawberry and banana pop tart. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> so uh, we're 50 minutes into the podcast, so we should uh, move on to our last game, which is Battlefield 5. Which last last day <laughs> we uh, yesterday? We, uh, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> The day, the 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 day that is not today, but was yesterday. Um, they the uh, guys at Dice did a reveal trailer and they talked a little bit more about the game. And I gotta say, I'm pretty stoked. Um, I was I need to make a GIF or GIF or however the hell you say it um, of me like my literal reaction to what I was reading this um, article on uh, on uh, in Gadget. I, I mean, I watched the trailer too, but. I actually watched a lot of the the because they did a live they did a live feed on Twitch. That game looks incredible. Like all like they they take you through World War Two. They give you grand operations, and they spanned over five days. And it's team versus team, and it's whoever can get the better of that team on that day. And then you move your forces into the next day. It, this this it, the game sounds incredible. Yeah, you know, uh, a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about Battlefield before and then we pitched our little idea with the general at the map or whatever. I mean, obviously they wouldn't have had enough time if they, even if they listened to the podcast to be like, oh, that's a good idea and implemented it in the game. But that's a pretty good second thing from what we oh, were yeah. talking about for sure. But I was thinking about that when we thought when I was hearing this and I was like, no way. Like, that's like, it's kind of similar along our line, along the lines of our idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just going down the list here of uh, the stuff they talked about. So um, obviously they they want this game to be squad based, which is really cool. And I and I was saying off the air, I hope they played Halo Five and don't do what they did. You know, make it make it good. Um, but yeah, like I said in the, in the other Battlefield podcast, like Battlefield One was just so good. They just did so many things right. And I just hope that they bring all that over into this new game. And it sounds like they're just, they did, and they're making it way more expansive and way more um, cooperative based. 
I mean, I'm, as someone who's played at least 400 hours of Battlefield One, I'm super excited for this game. Oh yeah. You know, I love the I love Battlefield One. I love the historical setting, and I'm I'm happy we're going back to World War Two, and it's going to be done right. Unlike uh, I hate to bash Call of Duty again, but unlike generic Call of Duty, I feel like Dice can actually do uh, World War One justice. Yeah, and and sorry, Mark, I cut you off, but um, like I said off the air too, is you know. Call of Duty and and uh, you know Splinter Cell and any other really good FPS game doesn't they just say okay yeah you're in World War Two go go kill all those people and they make it about the war you know but Battlefield One made it about the people that fought in World War One and it was a way more um, emotional driven game where it's like oh we're in you know we're in Black Bess and we gotta keep it alive all the way to the end and like that the campaign was really really good in Battlefield One just for that reason it was a way better storytell a way better uh, storytelling game than most of the other FPSs on the market right now. Um, I gotta agree with you there, Rodney. That's the, like, I was just gonna bring up Call of Duty when they did World War Two. I think it was on the GameCube I had it, where it's just, alright, we gotta take the hill. Go up and take the hill. Whereas when you played Battlefield, like, you didn't want Johnny to die. You loved Johnny. Johnny was your boy. And, like, oh, I know, they made it way more emotionally involved and driven and it makes you actually want to play the good like really really good yeah i just hope they bring the behemoths back because the behemoths made multiplayer so much more dynamic how you could literally like turn the tide of the battle when the airship came in or the armored train or something yeah. like that i feel like they could, they could do a lot with that in the world war ii yeah so um they say uh variety is the spice of war this is sorry this is on in gadget uh variety is the spice of war massive multiplayer warfare is the hallmark of the battlefield franchise dice is only offering an early look at uh at what's new today more details and the first hands-on impressions will come at the e3 play in june around e3 or yeah around e3 still there's uh, enough to talk about on purely visual note terrain will now have an impact on how players appear to move through the environment they'll lift their legs higher when in water slip on mud stumble over rocks and perhaps thud against cover if you're approaching it at speed this should make everyone on the front line feel a bit more realistic as they sprint towards the action in your oh i can't even that's a big word for me i can't say that word sorry guys i don't have an english degree um <laughs> I, uh, I'm not even gonna attempt it. It won't even. It won't affect the actual gameplay, of course. Even if you appear to be slipping, uh, to be slipping to an observer, you won't notice anything in your first-person view. It won't inject too much randomness. So that's interesting. Um, I uh, I was getting Call of Duty in this game kind of mixed up because I started reading both of them at the same time, and then after like in a couple of hours, I couldn't tell the difference between the two. But now that I'm getting back into this, um, I think. I watched a gameplay trailer of Call of Duty, and they still had all the HUD and all that kind of garbage on it. But um, Battlefield Five, I don't think they have anything. There's no like heads-up display, like here's your squad mates, or here's an enemy player, or you know any of that kind of stuff. Like you literally have to find each person as they are in the world. They probably just turn that off for the demo, though. They usually just turn all the UI off for demos, just show it off, make it look more cinematic. I mean, it's probably going to be in there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think that's cool because then you really have to pay attention to your surroundings and 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 the game become you become more immersed in the game because you're paying so much attention to everything that's going on. So, yeah. Uh, so they got a couple of a uh, couple of game modes. They're real, like I said, they're really pushing the co-op stuff. It's a stick to your squad soldier, and then they talk about all the all the wonderfulness that is uh, squad play. So, like I said in in Halo Five, it was like if you play by yourself, your squad. AI was just garbage. So um, 
it's going to be nice to play with other people because it was it, for me it was hard to find somebody who had Halo Five and had time to play Halo Five because it was so garbage that no one freaking bought it uh, to play the the single player. So I'm excited to uh, jump into uh, the multiplayer and squad up with a couple of other cool people. I'm also looking forward to the campaign too. Unlike Call of Duty, it looks like this one's actually going to have a single player mode, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've always loved the Battlefield uh, single-player campaigns. They're very story-driven and very immersive where you, you know, it, they don't just introduce a character and you don't learn anything about them. You kind of feel like you become that character. Yeah, yeah and you really care about the guys that uh, you're going to war with. Exactly. All right, so uh, Mark, you mentioned this earlier, but uh, so there's uh, the game mode called Grand Operations. Let's read this out on the on Engage's website again. Uh, Operations was a new ga- new type of online match that debuted at Battlefield One, spreading the action out over different game modes and maps. Grand Operations takes the same idea with of more of a elaborate multiplayer campaign. Even further so, including custom rule sets and map layouts, these matches will take place over four fictional days. <laughs> For real days, how about that? You can't sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, each each one is, uh, each one of a different game type. Uh, there there will, however, be consistent narrative trying each one together and how you will tackle one objective to directly impact the next. So, like you said, you keep playing each day and each day and each day. You know, whoever does the best on each day, you know, impacts what happens on the next day. So that's really cool. Um, I li- I really liked operations in the uh, in the in the first or sorry in Battlefield One. And the only thing I didn't like was there's a couple levels where it was like Sniper Alley. Like the the one I'm thinking of is the one, the first one in the sand, like the sand map, uh, Brooks. You know the one I'm talking about where it's like the oh, little... Sinai Desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinai Desert. So there's that one. That one was okay, but there was lots of areas around the map for snipers to set up. And then the next map after that, like literally if you were defending, like you won because... Um, yeah, Suez Canal. I mean, they definitely, like, some of the maps definitely favor the defenders. Yeah. So there's definitely some balancing issues they need to work out. I hope they do fix that. I mean, they did change some of the spawn points, some of the map boundaries later on in Battlefield 1's lifetime because of how it favored the defenders so much in some maps. Yeah. It's something they're going to have to work on. It's all trial and error, right? Good players find and exploit stuff that is put into the game, and then they got to reel it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this game looks unbelievable. The graphics look insane, and um, yeah, I'm when, just I'm so excited. Do we have a release date? Uh, yes, October nineteenth. Yes, October nineteenth. Oh, and so uh, I'll be picking up. We're still going to be working. That's the depressing thing. So here's what we're going to yeah. do, boys. We're going to pick up Call of Duty Black Ops Four, which comes out October twelfth. We're going to hate it, and then October nineteenth, when Battlefield Five comes out, we'll, 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 we'll trade that in for Battle. Yeah, it'll be freaking awesome. <laughs> I think I'm going to pass on the Call of Duty. $80 game. Yeah. But it'll be in high demand, so you'll probably get... You'll just get the whole game back. Or you can just take it back and be like, yeah, it's defective, it's garbage. I mean, I hate to crap on Call of Duty again, but I honestly think Battlefield, once again, is going to blow it out of the water. Like, look what happened when they released that Infinity Warfare, and then Battlefield 1 came out. And then I think it's going to be the same story now. Call of Duty is going to try this lame-ass Battle Royale, and then Battlefield's going to crap all over it yeah as it should because battlefield has more soul i feel call of duty is just like a cyborg has no emotions no nothing but uh battlefields you know the soul and body are they both made by ea uh no um call of, does yeah, call of duty yeah it's owned by ea though right no no activision's completely different completely different oh, okay 
trying to think. Uh, yeah, Triarch, Activision do Call of Duty, and uh, Battlefield is Dice and EA, I believe. I'm just gonna Dice and EA. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's funny that the EA game would have more soul. <laughs> yeah, the irony. Well, it's because Dice is involved, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa EA, why do you want to release this game? It's like a year from being finished now." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! We got this. Relax. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, guys. Well, uh, all of other, all the other EA games that have come out too fast, like Battlefront is one of them. I, yeah, I just <clears throat> yeah, oh, Mass Effect. Yeah, and we haven't actually touched on this. What What do you think the loot crate? Like, what do you think the what What is that going to be like? Oh, for Battlefront or Battlefield, they said there Battle is no microtransactions. None. Yeah, you. This makes me so happy. Crap that you get from rewards and stuff like that. So it's probably going to be the same. Battle for one. Battle. Yeah, but, I don't know. Call of Duty is gonna be a mess, man. I can just see like in the battle royale. Can you imagine a battle royale game with microtransactions? Like, oh yeah, I pay twenty dollars and I get a better scar L off the beginning of the map. Like, it's not gonna be fair. Oh, you died. Pay us ten bucks and you can continue. Yeah, like yeah. In the old arcade not, days. I just it's it's going like we were. I was really expecting Call of Duty to re-energize the series now and do something new and different, and I just think they're taking a wrong turn with this. Man, they definitely have. I just got a nice warm feeling in my heart thinking about Battlefield because it's just like, hey, 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 gaming community, here's a fantastic game. We know you don't like microtransactions because they're garbage. Um, here's a nice story that, that that takes you through a you know an engaging uh, single player, and here's an awesome oh oh Battlefield Five. I if it was but a here, person. The story though, there, Rodney, is the funny thing is it's the same company, Dice. That got all the heat for uh, Battlefront. See, so that's good though, because now Dice is learning from their mistakes. They go, okay, this didn't work in this game, so let's yeah. not just Don't rinse and recycle. That was EA though. That was EA that pushed that into the game, not Dice. Oh yeah, yeah that's, sorry, true. that's what I meant. That's what I meant. But yeah, like I said, Dice um, is overseeing. You know, it's doing most of the developing, I'm sure, but EA's, I'm sure, helping out in in ways. EA's really good at. Um, um, doing motion capture like uh, for for the games because they obviously have the EA Sports um, franchise right and then they have uh, the Batman games as well so they're really good at doing motion capture and stuff so for the realism inside the games that's that's obviously what EA is doing but uh, Dice definitely knows how to develop a game and make it actually fun to play. I just definitely just hope they don't release yeah. their servers because I remember like if you guys remember Battlefield 4 that game was cancer when it came out it was so broken and the, it's, I just hope they don't make the same mistake again yeah that seems to be a theme nowadays too where people are sorry developers are completely um, under I don't even know the word I want to use under uh, um, estimating how many people are actually going to buy and play the game online at launch and then lots there's lots of server issues with uh, lots of modern games Sea Thieves being one of them um, what was the, uh, the other one? Um, I mean, Grand Theft Auto when yeah, that first came out. Yeah, Grand out. Theft Auto was another one. Um, I don't think Fortnite had any issues. Fortnite had a slow ramp up, I think. Like, as soon as it was it released. On PC. Yeah, it started on PC. You know, it had a slow ramp up. People were downloading it. You know, maybe they had, a, you know, 50,000 players. And then it started to ramp up. I mean, the ramp increased dramatically. But they had enough time to adjust the the load of the servers and and get more servers or whatever, and and they uh, worked that yeah. out. So, okay, boys, and uh, we've gone over. This is the first podcast I think we've recorded that's been over an hour. 
Uh, I want to bring up one thing um, that has me really excited. So I'm going to say straight up, Rodney, if this is introduced and it, uh, the pre-order is a day I'm working, I'm going to call in sick. Just heads up. All so right. the rumor is flying around right now that uh, Nintendo filed a patent uh, this week for N64. How about this, Will? Don't call on sick. I will give you a day at the Fraserwood stage and you can literally just play games all day. <laughs> I was talking more that I might have to go pre-order this console. Oh, well, can't you do that? Did you guys like... hear about the PlayStation 1 Classic? I heard rumors also that they might do God PS1 damn it. Classic. God damn I it. I that on the Facebook page. PS. Yeah, I heard that too. Yep. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I guess the... Is it going to be really like better graphics? Like why? No, it's just going to be classic. It's retro, just like, the just like Nintendo's done the NES and the uh, SNES. Okay, I got to complain for a sec because this this kind of pisses me off. Like PlayStation needs to stop copying Nintendo on shit. Like they copied the PS3 was like, oh hey look guys, we got motion controls now. It's like, well we did it first, and then <laughs> now they're coming out with PS Classic after they, the Nintendo came out with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Fact, fact though that that PlayStation, no, PlayStation did move was called. Yeah, it was better than Nintendo than Nintendo Wii U. Yeah, also more expensive. But it was literally copy yeah. paste. Like if someone just did, if someone was holding PlayStation Move. And they took a picture. You could literally Photoshop out the move and just put the Wii motes in. It's like the same thing. It's like literally the same thing. I just thought of something though, like PlayStation Classic, Xbox Classic. Can you imagine the mini black box? Oh, that's too soon. <laughs> that's way too soon. Well, the only game they'd have on it is Halo. <laughs> like, <the only laughs> play play. Yeah, pretty pretty well. You can pretty much play any other classic game from the Xbox on on. Uh, with but what are the classic the back pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, you can but play Halo One on. on yeah, you can play Halo One on Master Chief Collection anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah. But yeah, going back to this, can you guys? Uh, what do you think? An N64 Mini or a classic, whatever you want to call it. That's gonna break, yeah, literally okay. break the market like in half. Oh, I probably just to play it. Star Fox. Just to play Star Fox 64 again and uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. Okay. Good mom. Yeah. I would, you and then that with an emulator on your computer and a controller. Well, and they've also re-released like every game that made any sort of money on the 64 on the 3DS anyway. But yeah. the thing that makes these goods, like a lot of these games, like these classics, like Star Fox 64, uh, Zelda, or Karina of Time, to actually track down an N64 copy, you're going to be paying like ninety dollars. You no, just... you're, you're right, but I'm just saying you can get an emulator on your computer that will run it. Oh it yeah, but I'm just radical. saying this is like a oh, mini console for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I know, but I ain't buying Raspberry Pis. Like, you guys like are for, just... my, for my eight-year-old nephew, I think that that would be the perfect gift, you know, for those kind of people who who were so young they don't they 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 didn't get those those games. Yeah, but it's so and hard to get young people into like the classics that we're into. Like, like I mean, we were born in the '90s. So, I mean, mind you, we got into the NES and the SNES, but, like, think of think of getting a 10-year-old kid, like, oh, dude, play this Mario game from 1985. They'd be, like, so done. They'd be like, no, um, it's, the graphics are, like, too blocky for me. I want to go play Fortnite. Yeah, I just punch, the, punch him in the yeah. face. Go, no, you're grounded until you beat Super Mario. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be so mean, because that's actually a very hard game. No, mean would be, hey, finish the first Legend of Zelda, and you only have four hours, okay, go. 
Except well, if they looked it up on the internet, there's that little cheat thing that you can finish the game in like 10 minutes. Well, so. it does, doesn't make it any easier. You still gotta dodge all those wizardrobes in the seventh dungeon. There's when there's like eight, <laughs> the eight wizardrobes in one room, and then there's also like the knights in the same room, and you have to dodge every. Oh my god, that that room killed me so many times. <laughs> I remember that room. I threw a controller too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, another thing that's coming out is um, Nintendo isn't bringing back Virtual Console, but they're introducing something else. Uh, let me just look it up. I remember hearing about it so quickly. Yeah, they're not yeah. bringing back Virtual Console. They're bringing back something else. Some uh, sort of oh, streaming. Yeah, program that's what it was. Yeah, like PlayStation uses. Yeah, no, it's like Netflix, but for Nintendo games, basically. Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation has the same thing. So this time Nintendo's actually copying, but whatever. Hey. You know, give someone, give someone, take some. I guess. Yeah, that's how, that's how this industry works. There's not really anything original anymore. Well, how yeah. Come Xbox can't copy some of the success, success PlayStation and Nintendo has been having. Well, Nintendo and PlayStation have been at war since PlayStation's inception, and yeah. and then <laughs> and they were fighting like even in like 1998. They're like like punching each other in the face, and then Xbox just like literally kicks down the door. It's like what's up, everybody? And then Xbox just has been doing its own thing for the last like 20 years. Yeah. So, so I, I think, yeah, the same thing. Uh, Xbox is just doing its own thing as time goes on. It's like, hey, we just want to make like, a more powerful console, man. So, like, here's the Scorpio. And then Nintendo's like, hey, we want to do something different. Uh, you know, here's the Wii U. And, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, PS is just like, hey, that Wii idea was a good idea. Here's, here's our idea. That's the same thing. So, yeah. But with a bunch of better games. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, mind you, PS has gone and taken over the VR market, really. Yeah, they have. So, I mean, I don't know how many good games there are for the PSVR, but more than Nintendo and Xbox have right now. Yeah. No, not really. Well, they do. They actually um, um, have the exclusive rights to the Oculus. Oh. That's what they purchased last year. So they haven't done anything with those rights other than having uh, their PC games have um, Oculus... Uh, like VR titles, so I have a feeling we might see something because remember they scrapped the the Hololens that they were working on. Yeah. So here's to Xbox finally maybe uh, taking advantage of the Oculus this year. That'd be cool. I want to play Star Trek Bridge Crew again because that was a fun game we played. Speaking I just want of, to play Subnautica in VR. Yeah. Uh, Bridge Crew just got an expansion today. Oh, nice. Yeah, brand new DLC. That, yeah, that game was really fun. <laughs> I, when I was working, I was so close to buying the PlayStation VR too. I'm kind of sad I didn't pull the trigger. I know, because then it was like $300 for the thing, and then you just have to buy the controller because it was on sale that time. We both should have done it. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. We should wrap it up. Uh, Brooks is in yeah. Tirana, and he's it's 1, 1 a.m. now there, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> 72 minutes into the podcast, you know. Um, all right, guys, thanks a lot. If you made it this all, all the way to the end, thanks a lot for uh, supporting us, and uh, we'd love to hear your comments and uh, what you think of the show. Join us on our Facebook page or our website and uh, let us know what you think, and <laughs> let us know what you, what you think about the games we talked about today. State of Decay 2, uh, if you've played it, what are your thoughts, or are you looking forward to play it? Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and uh, if you're playing some Fortnite... 
good for you. Um, <laughs> Battlefield oh, 5, that's coming out soon. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Love to hear from you. And uh, we're finally going to release our Drunk Games podcast. Or not Drunk Games podcast. Um, drunk Games uh, that you play when you're drunk this weekend. Uh, I'm going to show Will how to use the edit things so I don't have to do it all myself. Anyways, yeah. Okay, guys. See you all in the next one. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.